Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Fourteenth edition of Sharpening the Squares, season three. Oh yeah, we we're back after our uh, NFL playoff bye week. Yeah, we we earned the bye week like <laughs> the Chiefs and the Packers. Yeah, we uh, uh, we did three though. Season three, go for it. Tell me about it. Well, season three of every season in show business, uh, TV show wise, is always the best season. That's right. Sure. So that's what's going on here. Oh, my. I I made the connection. Yeah. Well, we did so poorly in uh, the wild card round that our our dear listener was just like, let's just take a bye week this next round, which I will tell you, in hindsight, I hit every game exactly right this last weekend. You went 4-0 against the spread? Yep. Oh, my goodness. I know. Pretty incredible. Well, the public teams did win, Jay. Yeah, that's why. Cover. There, <laughs> there you have it. But uh, no, we have to apologize to the listener for uh, failing to uh, get the pod out this last weekend. We had some uh, not so hard hitting analysis that that didn't make it to the airwaves. Why? Why was that? What happened last week? Uh, pickleball happened. What? Instead. What is pickleball? The thing of when. You play tennis, but it's actually not. It's like halfway between tennis and ping pong. And our old our old standby Baru played with me. Is this and I did not want to pod. Huh. I think I've seen this. Becca and I have seen these like little tiny tennis courts and it looks like people bring their beach toys to like mini tennis nets and mm-hmm. it that's pickleball. That is. Why pickleball instead of tennis? Why does there have to be this new niche sport that's like between tennis and ping pong? Because some people aren't as coordinated and they don't want to run as hard or far. And this is America where we always like the lazy alternatives. So it's an easier form of tennis, but not quite as easy as ping pong? That is correct. Huh. You learn something new every day. How, tell me, how did pickleball go? It's like when ping pong players want to feel like they're being active. Okay. how I'd describe it. Okay. A little more ground to cover? Slightly. Okay. You are standing, you know, you do have to move a little bit. So a little bit larger than a four square. You honestly really don't have to move at all if you play doubles or mixed doubles. Oh. You can just kind of stand right up against the net. Which I'm sure is what you do. Well, so getting to the story, um, neither three of us have played it, but it apparently just opened down in, uh, well, you can say the name, but I can't. Billy, get mad at me. Down in somewhere. Mm. Deep in the heart. Yeah. So um, it opened up and neither of us had played. We don't really don't know the rules at all. So we just start like, like playing it like tennis. Um. Which is far from tennis. So we played 25 games between the three of us where we just rotated. We played to five. Okay. When someone got to five, they were knocked out. And when we rotated and just played singles against each other. I I won 24 of the 25. Of of course. You're always good at keeping your stats. (laughs) What? Tell me about how, uh, how effective were your services? Any, how many aces did you have? 
I counted eight. Okay. Most of them on Baru. Wow. Um, Is there like a PFF analytics site that will show like how well you graded in your various pickleball games? 25 games is a lot of data for some stats there. Here's the problem. When I finally got tired of winning, yeah, I started. I looked up the rules of pickleball. This is at the end. Okay. Apparently, I was doing so well because I was serving overhand. You're not allowed to do that. Ah. <laughs> so you're number just, two. You were just Hulk smashing it, Andy Roddick yeah, the style. Other, yeah, but my my strategy why, why I won every time was it's called. Um, I, I won like five and zero, oh, like most of the time because I did the old Tim Henman style serve and volley. So I served and then I would just run up to the net and when they'd volley, I'd be able to smash it home. The problem is that that's, that's probably you're actually, illegal. you're not supposed to, there's like a little line with a red area and mm. you can't get in the red area next to the net. Got it. And, and that's where you lived. I lived right there. Yeah, there were a lot of people around us, and they didn't even help us out. But they probably were looking at us like, "Look at these idiots!" Did you notice a lot of people like taking videos of you and laughing? That's fine. They probably didn't laugh when I like slammed it back in their face <laughs> and just destroyed them. So you're 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 nearly undefeated in pickleball when playing by your version of the rules. That's true, Flo. Flo got me one game where okay. he kind of mim- mimicked my my style of playing. Did he celebrate like the Jets beating the Rams this year? <laughs> uh, actually, Billy or Baru, excuse me. <clears throat> we have to start over. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like you were saying about Baru. Baru actually celebrated more than Flo. He was the one that was really upset about me winning, so. Did he know that you were cheating until at the end? No idea. Okay. None of us. Okay. I mean, they were, they were, Billy was serving underhand, but I think that was because he didn't feel confident in his overhand serve. Because it's illegal? No, because he didn't know Flo served overhand. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that you guys paid to just go someplace to play a game, but you just like made up your own rules so that you would win. I don't know about making up our own rules. We just played it like tennis rules. Sure. Sure. Okay. Right. So how does, is pickleball like the new axe throwing? Yeah, no. Was that, was that a thing for a hot minute? The axe throwing? Yeah. Oh, I never got into that. I I never went. We threw a spear. Oh. At, um, what do you call it? Spartan beast. Oh yeah. You remember? Yeah, I do remember. That Spartan. We did. That Spartan race was tough. We actually got into a um, debate trying to figure out the timeline of when we did that. If you were married to Becca yet? I was not married to Becca yet. So we were trying to figure out when the last time you saw Baru and Flo. Well, that would be at my wedding. That's what I thought. Like, I, that's what I told him. I was like, I don't think he was married yet. And Well, that's not was... true. Billy Baru came to <clears throat> D.C. and we had a lovely sushi outing um, a while back. Um, and I had a work trip to uh, the heart of the place a few years ago and saw um, uh, Flo and the family down there. But, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. And also with COVID, <laughs> like, it really just makes 
traveling difficult. Um, and then I believe... Well, that's only been... We're talking years. That's only been the last, you know, nine months. Well, almost a whole year. We'll, we'll, we'll round up for the whole 10 months that we're at with COVID. Well, but here he, we... He was, he was mad at the fact that you and Becca came for the... Uh, whatever that... Uh, whatever that restaurant was when we went... When you came up to... Uh, Latvia, and he thinks that we didn't invite him, but I'm pretty sure we did. He was mad that we were in town for her cousin's wedding, and he says that we didn't invite. Oh yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we always do. He was wrong. Yeah, yep. Um, Well, that's our banter for this week. So I (laughs) imagine Becca will be listening at some point. So this is the time in which uh, she'll probably be dropping off the pod. Should we? I will say, so she listened back to the wild card round where we spread out the delivery of her and her friends' picks on, you know, like whether or not the Buffalo Wild Wings were, and she was very upset that the delaying in announcing her picks for each of the games and your reactions uh, made her have to listen to the entire podcast, and she was not happy about it. Well, she might be able to learn a thing for, or two from the podcast. She was like, there's some things called teasers, and there's overs and unders of things, and I don't know what's going <laughs> there's on. Also, there's also a thing called pleasers. Well, uh, if you'd like me to explain what a pleaser is. This is, we got to keep our rating as is. Um, but yeah, oh, so Bex, gee, now if you, you want to, to if you want to sign off, now is probably the time, because uh, we are in conference championship week. Yeah, with the uh, the Bears did not make it to last week's. So. Oh, man. Well, they sure didn't. They needed everything to go right in that game against the Saints, and everything <clears throat> went wrong except my boy Mitchell won the MVP award. The, Mitchell. Yeah, the Nick. The, Michelle. The Nick Valuable Player. Man, they just got spanked. <clears throat> It was a bad game. But, yeah, let's get into uh, this week. So the first game is going to be the 305 game on Sunday. We have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up yeah. to the Green Bay Packers. Baru thought about dusting off his old Mike Allstott uh, action figurine that he really had. Did he? Yeah. Oh, my. I'm a Bucks fan again. Yeah. So do you know the line on this game? Do you know the origin of why he became a Bucks fan? I don't. Tell me. Well, if you're really interested, he became a Bucks fan because he and his brother would root for the teams that uh, they felt sorry for the most. Mm. So back when the Bucks were wearing their creamsicle jerseys, yeah, they, they just felt sorry for them. Yeah. But anyway, so what do you think the the, Bucks, the line is on this game? Have you seen it? I think I was listening to Bill and Cousin Sal, but I don't remember it. But I think it's, if I recall, the line is three and a half points. Yeah, it is uh, Packers minus three and a half. Which is surprising to me because the Packers or the Bucks blew out the Packers earlier in the year. They did. They, blew them out. they handled them earlier this Hammered. year. Hammered. Yep. They made Aaron Rodgers real uncomfortable, if I remember. They brought a lot of heat. 
And that was probably his worst game of the year. Yeah, they felt like they didn't really need that game with the big angle, and the Bucks really had to make a statement that game, and then it just got out of hand. And, also, and it's whatever. Packers still got the one seed, so who do we like? I, I think I like – I mean, the rule is you never bet the 40-year-old quarterback in freezing weather. Mm. But you kind of like your buck. Um, no, honestly, I like the Packers in this game. Yeah, they're they're humming. They're they're. I don't know how you slow that offense down, man. Like the way Aaron Rodgers is playing right now is just unreal. Like the link him and on Devonte Adams has is absolutely insane. Um, they've got just a great running attack between Aaron Jones, and then they're spelling him with uh, this AJ Dillon, who's just an absolute tank. That, that comes in, you know, to, to kind of spell him out. And uh, the big thing for the Packers is their non-Devontae Adams receivers aren't dropping the ball like they did in mm. some big, big games. So, man, they're just Marquette playing. Valdez, Scantling. He's had some drops. But, uh, man, Aaron Rodgers, I just feel like he's seeing everything really well. You see him, like, did he catch the Rams with, you know, in their substitutions like two or three times? in the game this weekend and got like the easy free play five yards. Like <laughs> he's, he sees the game like Neo sees the matrix. I, th- I think he does, man, but Brady's slinging it too, man. Old man river is, uh, not really. I heard, I heard he didn't have a great game. I only watched the first half, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, their defense looked good, but I mean, right. for him to be in the, this game is 43 years old and a new, New team, new system, you know, for the first time in his career is super impressive. Um, You'd lay the points then with the home. I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> I like the – not helping their listeners. Well, I like the Packers to win, but I don't think I'm willing to put minus 195 <clears throat> on the money line. Um, well, no, just – Parlay fodder. We we have these things called parlays, Jay. You think it's parlay. So is it, this is when you meet with pirates on like a neutral location. Parlay. Remember from Pirates of the Caribbean. Sure do. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so parlay for those uh, for the Beckas listening uh, is when you take two teams on their money line um, number and, but you have to win both in order to win your bet. If you lose one and win the other, you lose the whole bet. Can I do green but Bay? You get better odds, but you get better odds by parlaying them together. But what if I want to do green Bay twice because I have no clue what to do for this chiefs bills game. You could actually, if you loved green Bay a lot, you could actually do a pleaser, which is you move the spread six points against you so a pleaser would be an adjusted green bay minus nine and a half okay if you think they're going to win by more than a touchdown and a field goal what does that give you that would give you odds of like probably plus two ten mm. yeah so how about that no i'm just gonna say uh i'm gonna lay the points with Green Bay, and I think uh, that's my pick for okay. the week. Okay, okay, I would lay it with Green Bay as well. I don't, 
I'm not as worried about the half point. Yep. I don't know why. Just Brady up in the cold weather. It's it's to be bad. Um. So talk to me. <clears throat> what are what is it, what is the game? What does the game script have to look like for the Bucks to win? They're gonna have to run the ball with playoff Lenny. Okay. Do you know who that is? Leonard Fournette. Which is weird. I, I heard that term today. I'm like, he's never been in the playoffs. He's, in he, the he's been on the Jaguars. Uh, so, let's see. They run the ball with him and Ronald Jones. Brady doesn't throw picks like he did yesterday. And the defense holds Rodgers to 20 points. Mm-hmm. I don't see them winning if Green Bay gets to 27 because the Packers still have a great defense. Yep. So I think I think that's it. I think the key to the game here for the Bucks is for their defense to to come out and ball out like they did this last weekend, right? Devin White and Levante David are incredible linebackers. Um their cornerbacks have been playing well. It sounds like the Bucks might be activating Via Vea coming off the injured reserve, their big nose oh. tackle, um which would be huge for them. Um so I think, yeah, I think if they can get out to a game script like they did back in week six and make Rodgers uncomfortable, um, if their corners, you know, play well on uh, Devontae Adams and, and can take him away or slow him down a bit, I think there's a, a, a scenario in which they could pull it off. I'm looking forward to the first Levante tackles Devante moment. I would not be putting Levante on Devante in coverage. Um, but if he takes a slant over the middle, then Levante sure. can still tackle. Yeah, then you got your nice little Levante Devante action. Um, but yeah, yeah, on the other hand, I mean, Green Bay's defense, I feel like, is playing really well right now. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. <laughs> I think it's, great... I just, I think it's going to be a good game. I think game. we're going to get a good game. I think we'll get a good game. But, we, but if we lay the three and a half, you know we're going to have to sweat that one. But we, but, but so we both like the Packers in this game. Yeah. So, listener, you know what to do. Go in on the Bucks. Bucks. Go for the Money Bucks. Line. Yep. Plus one sixty-five might be your bet, listener. Um, mm. Should we move into our second game of the weekend? Tell us about that one. Well, you have the Buffalo Wild Wings traveling all the way right. to the land of barbecue in Kansas City playing the chefs. And the line here did... is Kansas City minus three. You know what you should have done? You should have had Becca do the guest, the Packers, Green Bay team, and the Chiefs game because the first round they weren't playing. Well, Maybe if they make it to the Super Bowl, we'll be able to to let that happen. <clears throat> the chefs are three-point favorites. Three-point favorites against the Bills. And I, I guess that's um, that has to be with the assumption that Mahomes is playing. Um, factual. Factual. The, the Bills would be favored otherwise. Yeah. Did you see the Mahomes concussion? I did. It uh, it it didn't look like his. It looked like you know he got his neck wrapped up, but I didn't see his like head slam really hard. It was really bizarre. It must have happened like on the initial hit. 
Maybe. I mean, you know, all for the concussion to happen is, is your brain essentially, you know, your head has to change directions hard and, you know, your brain bangs around in your skull. Um, so it wasn't like a traditional where you see guys getting concussed, which I think makes it really surprising. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't know what like the precedent is for lingering effects of how, how quickly he can clear things. I did see shortly after the game, he tweeted out, uh, Kevin Garnett with the hashtag anything is possible, um, throwing it out to, to Chad Henney with the, the big game winning drive for the chiefs. That was quite, that was something to behold. Hmm. Chad Henney. I had, I'll be honest with you. I had no idea he was still in the league. No idea whatsoever. He was, he was throwing darts at the university of Michigan back when I was in school. Oh my. Well, he didn't really throw a lot of – he might have thrown one of the worst interceptions you'll see all year. It, it basically oh, – I looked, don't remember this. It looked like an arm punt. He hit a uh, wide-open brown safety who was just standing in the end zone. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was really bad. Um and uh, that was the that was the interception that led to the, what turned out to be the Browns' last drive, and they you know were struggling to move the ball, and uh, it was fourth and eight with like three minutes something to go, and the Browns punted the ball, which I don't think they ever do if Mahomes is in the game. I think they trusted their defense to stop Henny, but it was a really interesting call. What do you, what do you think about that choice for the Browns to? had punted there at the end. Well, oh, well, that was dumb. They should have gone for it. I This drove me crazy about my Tigers versus the uh, Buckeyes, but whatever. I'm over that game. Uh, they should have gone for it. That's so stupid. Yeah. Run the ball. I don't know. The Chiefs, and then the Chiefs come back and they go for it. They throw it on fourth and one. That, let's talk about that don't play. Make that, let's talk about that play, that. man. That was incredible. So just before that, it was like third and 18, and Chad Henney rips off a 17.5-yard scramble. <laughs> I would have torn that was both funny. hamstrings trying to run that far in an NFL game. I was worried about his life because it looked like his neck came down like Ugh. at a weird angle. Ooh. But uh, he was he got up. But he was okay, and so they uh, come up to the line. It's like fourth and half a yard. And they come out in like a three-by-one shotgun formation. I was like, I, if I were the Chiefs here, I would have just ran the old QB sneak for half a yard just to try to win it. Ooh. But they do the whole – I mean, I think like you got all the energy, momentum. Like it's a half yard to get in the playoffs. And I feel like most of the times when you sneak it in that situation, like it's such a mess, like a pile of bodies that the umps are just like – the refs are just like – yeah, I give him a half yard, whatever. Um, so I feel like they could have made that. So Andy Reid comes out as the three by one formation, three wide receivers on one side. Uh, Tyree kills the inside guy, and they're all just standing there, like really nonchalant. Like they're going to do like the hut, 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 you know, try to get them to jump off sides, the old flag football trick. Um, but no one's standing like they're ready to play. So they're just going to take a delay a game and punt it. And then with like a half second or two to go, they just snap the ball real quick and run this real quick speed out. And Tyreek Hill just torches everybody for the uh, game ceiling win. 
Even surprised Tony Romo, your boy. Romo. Well, if they don't make that, it well, basically, they did the only thing. If Cleveland had a choice on what they wanted Kansas City to do, it would definitely try to go for it because there's no way Baker can – if they punt there, there's no way Baker's going the length of the field with a minute and a half. <sighs> like, he's just not doing it. You know. No, he's not happening. Yeah. And so they were, they were like, this is awesome. They're going to do the one thing that, that we need them to do in order for us to win the game outright. Oh, I, that old lullaby speed out by Andy Reid, that was just a heck of a call. So kudos to the Chiefs for uh, making it happen. Um, the other big thing that happened in this game, did you see the, uh, the fumble into the end zone going into halftime for the Browns? Rashard Higgins. Man, what just a terrible break for the Browns that was. That was a huge swing. Very Browns-ish moment. Yeah. And, I mean, in on, like, review, like, you can clearly see, like, it was a helmet-to-helmet hit, like, Sorensen, like, cracked Higgins in the skull. But also, like, they're both diving for the pylon. I don't think, like, letter of the law, like, sure, that's a helmet-to-helmet hit. But, man, like, that is a tough one to – uh review and penalize but just a uh that was a bang bang play that uh really really turned out poorly for the browns what do you think of that whole fumbling through the end zone rule oh they were talking about that on bill and sal they're still saying sal's still whining about how it's crazy um it's just too much of a penalty i think i agree to be able to do it it, it does seem like it. He's saying it should be a, a, a literal pe- penalty. Like you just, you still keep the ball, but you have to go back to the, you know, 20 yards. I don't, I mean, from the end I zone. think like a lot of times, like if there, aren't there some situations in which you like, or if you just, it, when you fumble the ball forward, like you're not allowed to like gain the extra yards off of it. So they like move yeah. it back to the spot to where the fumble happened. I feel like that's what should happen. It shouldn't be a turnover. Yeah, I think the creator of football was kind of like he had a few whiskey sours by the time he was making that rule. Yeah, it like, like, ah, like I would like to see them update that rule. And like if you fumble through the end zone, then you get the ball back where you lost mm-hmm. the fumble. I think that's too forgiving. No, because here's but... why. I think like for just enjoyment factor of watching it, like – I want to see these dudes laying out, stretching out for the end zone. I think that's just fun. Yeah, good point. But still, even like if they just made it, okay, the other team gets the ball from the one-yard line. Like, that's fine for, with me. But to, to move it all the way out to the 20, yeah, it's, get 20 yards of field position? It's an, it's an imbalanced rule as is. Um I would like to meet halfway. If, Give it to the other team, but make them start from the one. Yeah, I still like mine. They get to keep it because the other team doesn't like. Even if they don't get their hands on it, like I don't think they should get it back. Um, and I'm all for like let's do whatever we can do to get these dudes like stretching out, laying out for the end zone. Plus, if they do that, there's still the risk that the fumble stays inbounds and the other team gets it. Like. I think for it to be a turnover, your team should have to get their hands on the ball. You should write a letter to Goodell. Maybe I will. 
maybe I will. I we'll we'll see what he says. All right, but moving into this game, so we've got the Chiefs minus three at the or hosting the Bills. Thoughts? Uh, Chiefs minus three hosting the Bills, and depend. I mean, obviously, just is Mahomes one hundred percent? Yep. And know. it looked like he might have been dealing with some turf toe before he got concussed. We don't like that. Turf toe's nasty, man. Mm-hmm. I think the Bills' defense played well, but I'm still not sold on that. No? But it's, wait, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to play? In this Maybe. He was close to playing this last weekend. Yeah, I still feel like you beat the Bills by just running down their throat, which is why I'm surprised the the Ravens couldn't do anything. Man, yeah, that was really bizarre. I like this Bills team. I don't know. I, I do. I like them. I kind of trust the Bills. Like, Allen makes the play. He does. It's weird. He does. Diggs is a game changer, man. They got the look. They got the look in their eyes. They don't have a running game. They didn't, hit, they didn't run the ball once in the first quarter of that game. Yeah, but Allen moves around and kind of runs the ball himself. Okay. So where where's your heart line on this game? Bills money line. Bills money line plus one thirty five. Yeah. Wowza! Can't believe it. I think if you know, obviously it's great if Mahomes is hobbled for that bet. But, um, man, I just. The Bills are hungrier. The Chiefs just got there. I don't know how hungry they are. I mean, Eddie Reed's probably hungry, but he's hungry all the time. Do they? Mm. They've got Hill. Mm, They might have to board bet that. But you will not back Chad Henney, even if... Chad Henney's getting three and a half points. Nuke. Whatever happened to um, what's his name? That great Missouri quarterback that used to be their backup for all those years, Chase Daniel. What about Charlie? What about Charlie Whitehurst? Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Uh, Chez, or excuse me, Matt Schaub doesn't count because he's not a career backup. I'm talking about. I'd, I'd like to see what what Chaz Whitehurst. Oh, let's see. He got in the league in 04, and I think he was done in 2017. Pretty dang long. Chase Daniel, dude, was like 09, 010. 010. Oh, my. <laughs> Go to footballpreference.com.
I thought Whitehurst was 2005. Well, but did you look at career earnings? <laughs> I'll go Bills. I like the Bills. What do you? Wow. I kind of like the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm but instead of the Bills Oh, I did say Bills money line, didn't I? Okay. I don't like doing that. I don't like betting futures and tying up money, tying units up. Uh what is the, what do you think is the best Super Bowl matchup for the general public? Like if Becca were like you name the four teams and she was Personally, I would rather see Chiefs and um, Bucks. As far as yeah, like Brady trying to win in his seventh, and like winning with a different team from Belichick, that'd be pretty insane. I don't know, man. Like the the clashiest would be the maroon of like Tampa Bay or the scarlet with the red. Like you're supposed to go opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> what is? Yeah, the best looking Super Bowl matchup was probably the Cowboys blue versus the Steelers black and gold. That was a fun little color matchup. Anyway. And last in last place was the Raiders and Bucks. Yeah, of course. And then we have to talk about what the Bears, I've been reading a lot of the Bears blogs. Uh, message boards on what they can do to get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I'm dying for him to get traded to the Texans. He was seen wearing a Joe Montana. Well, yeah, it's been that way for a while. Uh, the 49ers win a Super Bowl. That would be sick. 
you imagine? Throw into George Kittle and Debo Samuel and these guys. Ayuk. Oh, my God. With an offensive line that can actually block for him. It's not fair. It's not fair to have a defense behind him, too. He's not behind by 20 every game. Oh, yeah. Javon Kinlaw. But even Mostert. Jeff Wilson. The Bears would be in trouble. <laughs> but you're going to have to give a couple first rounders and Mitch. And Mitch. <laughs> <You'll>... <laughs> you Literally, when we hang up, you're going to be packing Mitch's bags for him. I don't know, man. If they should, I mean, he'd be worth it. So wait, they're they're gonna really roll out Nick Foles next year? If I'm the Bears, I wait till the third round and I'm taking the guy I like is Mac Jones. Yeah, I like him. He's he's very Joe Burrow-ish without maybe the scrambling ability. Tom Brady. Phil Rivers. Eli. <laughs> yeah, they should just give up whatever. I mean, they have, they give up both their first rounders plus. That's, I don't think that's enough. I think the Texans want more. Yeah, I I think they would give up both. No, I think I think the play. I think they give up both their first rounders this year and and then next year's second rounder plus Tua. <laughs> no, you don't. 
the Bears, Bears fans, the super fans can dream. The Bears. Speaking of which, why didn't they get? Why didn't they just get Tannehill? He was available. Well, that's just much. Rosen. They did. I'm right now. I'm like, I don't like Urban Meyer, but it's like I have to. I have to become a Jags fan now because of the, because of Trevor. Yeah. So that'll be fun being a Jags fan. Yeah. You said this pod would be twenty minutes. We are on forty. I can tell by my empty bottle of Cavassier that it is time to end the show. So, yeah, so every once in a while in a better's life, he'll have a chance to um, not lose what you put in the middle. However, the better always comes back to, yeah, but, okay, I can't win much either. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, it's just playing Pico poker. <laughs> <laughs> 